0: Welcome to Design & Style, a podcast dedicated to helping you attract new leads, own your influence, and develop your inner visibility warrior through our proven tools, techniques, and mindset strategies. I am Dixie Willard, interior designer and owner of Designing Dixie, a brand journalism media outlet. And with me, as always, is my beautiful, effervescent co-host,
1: Rachel Moriarty, a leading home style expert, best-selling author, speaker, brand ambassador, and product designer for Elegant Mosaics.
0: On today's episode, we have Daniel Wicker. Daniel is the director of contract division for Furnitureland South. He was a golf professional before transitioning into the furniture business where he's been managing dealerships since 2012. His background is in commercial furniture, specifically with dealerships that were aligned with Steelcase, the world's largest commercial furniture manufacturer. So Daniel, we are so excited to have you here. It's one of those things where um, you touch on, you bring a little bit extra to the table as far as you bring in that contract side, the commercial side of things. Mm -hmm. So tell us just a little bit, a brief synopsis of what all the contract division has to
2: offer. Yeah, absolutely. So furniture land South, as many of you are very well aware of world's largest furniture store, we have just launched the contract division and really what I'm excited about is the number of offerings we have. So as you can imagine, um, just a huge variety of settings within the commercial space so everything from lounge products we actually have movable architectural walls which are like glass storefronts um you know conference room we have open plan private office height adjustable work surfaces as you can imagine are really popular right now accessories artwork all the things you've probably come to love about furniture Land south we've tried to just carry that over to commercial grade prod products so uh really the the options are limitless here. Um, it's one of those things you kind of have to see to, to understand, but it's a, um, you know, we've, we've brought flooring into it. We brought wall coverings, uh, artwork. So I, I don't want to ramble on for, for minutes on the different things that are available, but, you know, really for the most part, anything in the interior of a commercial space, we've got it on the floor.
0: And that's what I love is you don't just have the furniture. You've got the art and the accessories too, which is one of those things that kind of gets looked over sometimes when you're planning a commercial job.
2: Absolutely. So this little, little bit, uh, uh, my catchy phrase, if you will, but basically what I like to tell people is we can both furnish the space, but then we can also finish the space. So be careful. That's trademark. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, obviously. I
1: like catchphrases yeah. around here. Yeah.
2: So, so I do, I think that's important because I, as you guys know, as designers, you come in, you have a great source, you found all the right furniture, everything looks great. And then you get in the space and it's, and it's even things, things as simple as we don't have the right trash cans. They want to go to Walmart and buy a an $8 plastic trash can when you've got this beautiful high-end aesthetic and then something, something simple like that that can really throw the whole room off. So that's, we really take, that, take pride in that and having a lot of options, whether that's uh, artwork or accessories or lighting or things like that that are really important to finish the space.
0: Well, and I love that it's so accessible to designers, especially if they're already in your Trade Direct program to use the contract division for their projects. Because a, a lot of designers I know are residential designers, mm-hmm. which is great, but they take on the odd contract job. And sometimes finding the resources that you need to do those jobs is a little bit challenging. Can you tell us a little bit about how that plays with the, with the Trade Direct program?
2: absolutely so with the trade direct program if you're signed up with that program already there is no delineation between residential and commercial so if you're a trade direct di- designer you are part of the program uh there's no you know new um process or anything like that no new paperwork you were already set up as one of our designers so really from that standpoint um, the only really difference is we typically do a commission program versus the uh, cost plus program on the commercial side the main driver behind that is typically margin Um, so we've seen a lot of success in doing the commission program but as far as that goes you still have the ability to get a design consultant uh, somebody from my team that will help you guide you through that process Um, especially as you said, a lot of folks that are doing these projects is kind of one offs. I know power and there's just so many nuances to commercial projects that use one of us. We've got a team that's working on these types of projects every day. That's, you know, to no cost to you. So we just ask, take advantage of that. Let us know the project you're working on. Let us know what you need. Uh, Our team can make suggestions from vendors, uh, things that are, you know, power requirements, things about uh, little nuances to codes or things like that that we can help with. Uh, again, you know, you guys don't have to be the experts. We, we'll, be do, we'll be happy to do as much of that work as you need us to.
0: I love that because it's, <sighs> there are so many designers who just, you know, it's, it's not a big deal when you're doing residential, mm-hmm. some of the codes, but you really need to know them if you're going to be doing commercial. So having somebody to rely on who can walk you through the whole process is fabulous. Now, before I go into that, just a little bit more, What if, for example, I have a client, I'm doing a residential design, and the client really wants, they've got two six foot four sons who are play football and are really Mm -hmm. rough on their furniture. Is that something where I can order, I can do all of the rest of the furniture from from Furniture Line South or wherever, and then just get the sofa from the contract division?
2: Absolutely, so the beauty of contract furniture there are no minimums so if let's say you you've furnished the entire house and you're missing one like custom sectional that needs to be uh, a higher grade or more durable like you just mentioned in your example there are no minimums now freight can play a factor in that because obviously the manufacturers typically are going to charge you a certain amount. You know, a lot of times if you reach a minimum, they don't charge freight. So those are little things that might work out, but we're not going to say, no, I'm sorry, you need to buy 10 of those um, or anything like that. So yeah, we could definitely do that. And honestly, we've, we've seen people use commercial grade lighting in a home. We've mm-hmm. seen a lot of different products that are commercial grade that, that are used in the home environment.
1: Perfect. I I was so inspired. First of all, I loved like you said the arc it's a huge open space but it felt like every uh section was its own story. The way you you said you had the architectural walls, the felt walls that kind of like had a birch tree mm-hmm. cut out and it was like two tone <sighs>
0: we both kind of just <laughs> over
1: that all. was my favorite especially when I think about when you know a lot of people are doing more of these open spaces and sound is an issue I love that you had even like a, a little pod where you could go on in and take a maybe a private call um sort of um almost phone booth style you know yeah yeah it was awesome it, that
2: is that's that's the phone booth. Yes, absolutely. And, and actually the, the products you're talking about, that's a company called Buzzy Space and they make acoustic products. So the, the felt that you mentioned, the one that was two-toned, yes. so that's acoustic in nature. So that actually helps absorb sound. Um, but I mean, if you think about in the home environment, I know Buzzy Space does a lot of uh, like recording studios and home theaters and things like that. So again, talking about the carryover between the yes. residential and the commercial, um, products. I know we, we were talking beforehand and the residential style that's coming in, it really works both ways, both that we're now trying to create a more residential environment in the workplace, mm-hmm. but also the carryover of commercial products that can actually be used in home environments.
0: And you know what, you just made me think of, I have some clients who do a little bit of recording um, mm-hmm. for their ads in their home. And after the home was finished, because they didn't tell me they were going to do this, they put up the egg crate. The
1: egg crate. Yes.
0: Everywhere in yes. this space. And I thought, oh, it could have looked so much better if you just let me know ahead of time that you yeah. were kinda, I mean, It's not their fault, but yeah. yeah, that would make it so much better.
1: A lot of musicians, a lot of music rooms. Mm-hmm. I know even we, my Podcasters. Podcasters. My husband plays the guitar. My daughter's a drummer. You know, like. I I do not love the egg crate at all. (laughs) Yeah, they
2: they have a few more stylish products that that can be used in in that environment versus the egg crate look, for sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh What I loved is, and if anybody is listening that has dealt with this, is you have this... Uh, It was like a bench and it was, it was kind of had a round shape to it. And immediately I thought of all of the project photos that I see from our community of these, you know, these big homes you enter, it's got this round foyer and they're always trying, you know, beautiful staircase, but they're always trying to find something to fit in that foyer, whether it be a table or trying to fit a bench or a long console and, you know, it never works. Right. Um, So I was like, oh my gosh, this would be perfect.
2: Yes. So what I would say commercial products are used to doing custom. So I know in residential, that's probably a little bit, you know, that's maybe not as as an easy of a thing to pull off with some of yeah. these companies. Yeah. So that's an, a local company to us here in High Point, ten minutes down the road. Carolina Custom Booth. I'll give them a little shout out on here. They're they're awesome, um, great partner with us. As you saw, they can pretty much if you can dream it up, it doesn't matter your specs. If you send that to us, we can we can help work with them to actually create a shop drawing. Um, they're they're very detailed. Um, We've used them on a couple projects already, but as you said, they, they, a great company to use in those spaces that you just can't find the right piece to fit. Um, And again, everything they do is custom. They certainly have kind of standard lines, but they, they are used to doing custom projects, churches and lobbies and airports and all kinds of things. Um, So there's a huge amount of opportunity out there for those guys.
0: And one thing that, that the Furniture Land South contract divisions showroom cannot be called is boring.
1: Oh my gosh. At all. <laughs> so inspiring.
0: Beautiful quality products. I mean, just, I could, I could probably live just in the showroom.
2: Well, and- you're not that far away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're a drive. Yeah. I, I would strongly encourage anybody that's go- heading to market to go to Furniture Land Sale, Check this out because you even did it in, um, displays by business so if you know if you had a car you know auto shop or something like i can't Mm -hmm. remember if it was like an auto sales or something like that
2: car dealership style yeah
1: what what are the two words i'm looking for (laughs) thank you daniel um yeah i mean you had it all from a you know medical office to you know a kid's space to a car dealership you had you had so many ideas it was amazing
2: well, thank you. Yeah, so the credit there actually, there's a local design firm that helped um, from an overall standpoint. Yeah. And what we call that is actually the DNA of the space. So in our minds, we basically created what we hope are inspiring environments for each of those market segments. So kind of an engineering type space and a more professional slash attorney type space. And really what we tried to do was, as is, is you talked about with the finishes, we wanted to give each of those spaces their own DNA. So when somebody comes in and talks about their business and And we certainly don't want to pigeonhole people, but we wanted to say, hey, if you're an attorney, Look at the space hopefully you're inspired by this hopefully this gets you some the creative juices going to really see what a work environment can actually look like because as we all know um, as a designer at the end of the day you guys have a huge influence over somebody's business and their the productivity of the people um i like to say that we believe space matters so when you think about the environment you work in on a daily basis that actually affects your emotions and the way you feel and all those types of things so um, it's really important to to try to create those inspiring spaces in a workplace, and there's so many options out there nowadays that you know the traditional wood office that's that's a thing. Not that it's a thing of the past, but there's so much more to choose from now, and I think we can really create some cool and unique spaces for people, and that's really the goal of of the DNA of each of these spaces that we created here in the showroom
0: and before before we actually started recording, you were mentioning that you kind of look at not just the design of the space but the overall branding and a little bit deeper into the business when you when you work with the designers. can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely so. I basically call it our key business questions and that's what we're, we're trying to find out or what are your key business needs and branding is a huge part of that. Um, Dixie, I know we were talking a little bit about the branding of a space and how important that could be. But if you think about, you know, both customers, but employees, we talk about culture, branding has a huge influence over culture. So that's really important when you design somebody's space, if, if they want to create a collaborative atmosphere, then the choices and finishes have a big impact. Uh, impact on that. The choice in the way the space is laid out has a big impact on that. And some of the just examples of key questions we typically ask, we you know, we want to ask them about, you know, we have an interactive exercise that we use where we use some photos of typical work environments. So let's say it's a conference room and I'm a bad example of that right now because I'm actually sitting in a conference room as one person on the phone. But, you know, we talk about this in a space and when you go to do space planning and you've got, Let's say they've got multiple conference rooms and they're all being used by one person te- making a phone call. Mm-hmm. Can we use a phone booth product like you talked about earlier? Can we use make a better use of that space? So real estate optimization is important. Branding is important. Well-being in the workplace, like height adjustable tables, giving people a choice of, of their postures so they're not standing all day. They're not sitting all day. They've got an a, a, Ability to perch or, you know, sit in a more comfortable piece of furniture. So all of those kinds of questions, more trying to really dive into what their what their needs are as a business beyond just, okay, what kind of furniture do you need? How many people do you have? What's your square footage? All those types of questions.
0: Well, and I loved too. You have some
1: very unique. Um... <laughs> Seating. seating. <laughs> I was, Dixie and I were on the same page. You have a lot we, of seating options.
0: We had a little bit of fun.
1: We had, we a, had a little of shenanigans. Yes. You have one that almost looks like a scooter. Like you sit on it. It's got a pl- place for, to plant your feet and it almost looks like a bicycle seat. And it's like yes. like work your core or something. I I can't remember, but we were we were like pretending like it was a scooter. <laughs> really, really unique. We got creative with your products. Yes. Yes. Yep.
2: I assume both of your iPhones are full but from storage standpoint at this point yes. with all the photos that were taken. Oh no, my that, gosh. Yeah. So that's a there's a huge push for active seating now. And as more and more people have gotten, have changed over to height adjustable work surfaces, you can think about what kind of flooring do we have in a lot of these places. And some have carpet, but many have polished concrete, laminates, uh, LVTs, all hard surface type materials. And although sitting eight hours a day is bad for you, as we've all seen the articles about sitting as the new smoking. Let's be honest, if you're standing in high heels, if I'm standing in dress shoes with a hard sole, eight hours of standing on a hard surface is probably not very good for my knees or back either. So you're seeing those products that are perching type products or things that allow you to be in a more comfortable position than either standing or sitting all day. So again, that that uh, palette of posture, if you will, um, I might be still on somebody else's term there, but basically giving you. <laughs> Giving people the choice to choose how they stand or sit or perch, or giving them a variety of different postures to be in during the day.
0: You that's, had, oh, sorry. I was going to say that's one thing that I've started doing is I'm standing. standing right now, but there are some things that I work on where I'm better off se- seated.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, certainly.
0: So I, yeah.
1: I was going to say, uh, Dixie, and I know you'll agree with me. There was one PS de résistance, and it was this conference table. Oh, yeah. That had, I think you said it was like bolted into like concrete. You had to have like a, a minimum you said of, one of my
0: favorite words, yes. which is
1: cantilever. What was the word? Cantilever <laughs> conference table. Yes.
2: Absolutely. That
1: was amazing.
2: Yeah. So we tried to create a couple of showcase pieces with our conference rooms. And you may remember as well there's a 15 foot live edge um, Phillips collection table. I have right several. Here local. One. Yes. <laughs> That's just an unbelievable um, showcase piece from an aesthetic standpoint. The piece you guys are talking about is actually an in-work conference table. And they are more of an engineering feat versus the, you know, it It certainly looks beautiful, but as you said, four inches of concrete it has to be bolted into, but you can actually cantilever the top. So. If you imagine a standard conference table has three bases, typically one in the middle and two on each or one on each end, this one actually can do a base just in the center or even a base on one edge or the other, and then can leave the top out. So it's a really cool, unique piece, again, for that client that comes in and says, Hey, I want everybody that comes to my conference room. I want them to leave and have something to talk about.
1: Yeah. All right. Amazing. amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. I have, I have all kinds of engineering calculations going to my head. She started out as an engineer, so you just spoke her love language. understand. What I love though too is when we when we went there for your event you offered a CEU. So I love that you, you know, you're just you you're the whole package. You're the whole package there.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, so we'll do a lot more of those. We've got a great space, our design lab, um, which wasn't 100% finished when you guys were here. But right. again, it, for me, it's kind of the playground for the project. So having all your finished samples, your fabrics, having a mood board that's tacked up that you can actually kind of create a project on. Got some large work tables back there as well. So you we can lay things out and really create a project board. And then we'll do a lot of CEUs and events back there that for designers to come in and, and be able to get credit for things um, trying to get different speakers in, work with IIDA and other local design uh, resources like that and, and community groups so yeah we're excited it's a it's a great space uh, again just encourage people to come see it it's it's hard to describe there's so photos describe. out there we've got a video that you can kind of see uh, a sneak peek if you will but it's it's one of those things that I'd encourage everybody to get here to experience
1: you
0: have to see it in person yes Work on your in-person visibility here. Go meet them. Yes. Plan to yes. go to
1: market. Plan to start at Furniture Land South. Um, you guys are always great about being really uh hospitable to our community. So we appreciate that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We we appreciate all the folks that come and see us for sure.
1: Well, Daniel, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. We're so excited. We will be seeing you next market. We
2: have awesome. one more question
1: yeah. for you though. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. How does visibility
1: matter?
2: How does visibility matter? Yeah, Yeah, so to a business, um, I think that's really important. So one of the things you'll see, we're actually starting to do some TV ads. Now this is focused more to a business owner, but visibility from a business owner standpoint, it's critical for attracting and and engaging and retaining your employees, but it's also critical for growing your business and thinking about you guys and and kind of the, the solo, solopreneur. Is that how we say it? Am I butchering that word? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think, um, you know, as you guys can attest to and how you've grown your business, there's so many cool and unique ways to engage with people now. And from a design standpoint, especially, um, Kind of creating you know that unique flair I, I, I think about and, and I don't know if this is is uh, not supposed to be said on here but somebody like Joanna Gaines you know she's got just a really unique style oh, yeah. and, and just mm-hmm. something that she's made a name for herself and I think there's so many opportunities now to use so many different types of manufacturers so many different options out there that as a designer really there's a ton of resources out there and I would just encourage people to to really get to know what's available to them. I think you can really create some cool and unique spaces that will really help you um, from uh, the ability to grow your business. Um, think about in the commercial space, you do one floor for a client and that may lead to an entire building's worth of work where mm-hmm. all the folks that are in there, they're able to come in and see your work and see things that are done um, in a unique environment. and. You guys are all talented. So uh, find ways to get out there and and let people know what you're doing. Uh, Connect with Rachel and Dixie. I'm sure they would be happy to to share ideas. And and this is great to see podcasts like this. I think the one cool thing is our society has become more and more engaged and connected is things like this where back in the day, you know, we probably would read a book or maybe we saw somebody speak live. But now there's just a a variety of ways to really engage and connect with people. Um, I, I try to do it as often as I can. And I know that's really important um, for business owners as well. And I think that as a designer, um, you guys bring something really cool and unique to the table. So finding those business owners that, that have those needs out there, um, you know, that's a great way to grow your business. I
0: think that's the perfect ending. Thank great. you,
2: Dan. Yeah, thank, thanks, Dixie. Thanks, Rachel. really thank appreciate you. it. Enjoyed myself. Thank you.
0: Sometimes when it comes to visibility, it's hard to know where to start, how to start what's truly important. Maybe you've already started, but instead of getting anywhere, you just feel lost and confused. Maybe you see others making great strides, but it seems like you're getting left behind. Or maybe your once successful visibility efforts just aren't getting you the attention they used to thanks to new technology and an ever-changing industry. It's time for a change. It's time to take control, to stand up for yourself and your business. It's time to become a visibility warrior. Join us today at visibilitywarrior.com.